Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Bayer, and I'll be your host. Today's guest is Nick Cicero. At the time of this interview, Nick was invited to be a guest of my social media management class at University of Florida. At the time of this interview, he owned an agency called Del Mondo, and they were on the forefront of everything Snapchat for brands. We talk about Snapchat analytics and how to measure an ROI. Enjoy the episode with Nick. Okay, so now we're back to our week talking about measurement. And I'm Lisa Bayer, and I have back with us today Nick Cicero. He's with Del Mondo, and he is, I think, one of the only agencies that really have a focus right now on Snapchat analytics, which is a moving target, I would say, more than any other social media um, network. So, Nick, tell us about how do you measure with Snapchat? Yeah, so when we measure on Snapchat, we look just like, you know, any user on Snapchat, we look at the stories. And so when you create content as as a person or as a brand or whoever, uh, you're telling really awesome stories. And it's almost like the beginning and the end uh, of, of a book. And it has chapters all along the way. And so what we do is we have brands that log in and we're actually able to pull their analytics every day. And we're sharing the different metrics because there are a lot of different elements, you know, the number of people who viewed your story and things like that. So um, what we do is we provide that all in a way that's easy to report on the back end uh, to show different brands what's happening there. Okay, got it. So we used your ebook um, as part of the content for this week in measurement. And in that book, you, you kind of give a couple different scenarios of ideal formulas for stories. So can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, so there are a number of different ways that you can create different stories on Snapchat. And I think that you look and, you know, if you think about what a story is, you have a 24-hour window to post content. uh, And you can post as many different snaps as you want. Um, The way that people can watch them, though, always starts from beginning to end. So if you think about a behavior of a person on Snapchat, uh, you might think about the way that you use Snapchat yourself. If you open up an account... Uh, you might watch all of their stories and maybe you might not watch every single one of them, but you might start to watch through them. So if you are if you are uh, a creator of content on Snapchat, you really have a few different options. One would be to post over the course of a 24-hour window, and that's spreading your stories out. Uh, and really, you know, most of us do that naturally anyways right now. We share different pieces as we go throughout our day. It's really unplanned. We don't think about when we're going to upload that content. It just is in the moment naturally as it happens. Uh, Most people do this, but you can also do different types of things and post your stories all at once to make sure that people do actually see them uh, in one way. So if you turn your phone, for example, on airplane mode, uh, you can actually shoot a bunch of content on Snapchat and not post that. So you can actually upload like 10 snaps in a row if you want to make sure that people see a whole story from start to finish that might have taken you an hour or two hours to actually put together. So that's one great way to actually like can put all of your pieces together before you let everybody see them. Oh, I like that one. What other hacks can you share with us? Um, yeah, I think Any- that's probably the, the best one for right now. Uh, but in terms of that, like if you think about how that impacts somebody, you know, when you have, when somebody comes on Snapchat, you know, not everybody is on every single hour of every day. I, I think that you do have to know your audience. And so, uh, you know, while what we do have and what we are seeing more of is, uh, you know, people who are adding a lot more friends, 
they are having to compete with other accounts. I guess people follow more accounts. There's more noise in the news feed or the no, more noise in your story feed. And so you have different ways and you want to look at different approaches for that. Any third party apps that you could recommend that if you wanted to, let's say, you know, use images from your camera roll or any any other third party hacks that or apps, sorry, that you could recommend or that you like or don't like? No, I don't really recommend people do a lot of like uh, uploading with the third party apps. I think that Snapchat has, has come out and said that they don't really like those as well. There are some different ways that you could, you know, think about things like, um, you know, maybe taking a photo of an iPad or taking a photo of another phone. You know, some phone cameras have pretty good quality of these images. And so you are able to actually go in there and, you know, you can create a piece of content that would be really good. So that's really okay. popular. Okay, that's a good one. Um, and so as far as, I'm just gonna use this for example. So the White House joined Snapchat and I wanted to, and maybe this is just what you were talking about. I wanted to be able to show that as an example of this, of their story, their 24 hour story. So what I did is I just literally like took my phone to another phone and took a, a video of the story because I couldn't figure out yeah. any other way to do it. Yeah, I've done that in the past. I think that's the tough part. I mean, Snapchat doesn't really, they like the creating in the moment. And I think that's one of the, the great things about it, right? Is being able to, to create a lot of this content on the fly and in the moment, um, wherever you're at. And so that's why I think that a lot of people, it's cool if you hold the phone down there, you know, you, th you can think about it. It's, it's not, it doesn't always have to be the highest quality video in order to show some of these things. Um, and I think that that's really what people have come to expect on there as well. So uh, as long as it's informative and you can hear it, you might have to try different ways to do that. But, you know, there are different ways. One cool hack that I will say is if you use Spotify, so you can play music on your phone and Spotify, and then you open up Snapchat and you hit record and you record a video, you can include that music in your Spotify video and it picks that up pretty loud. Oh. So if you want to add fun music to your stories, it's a really easy way to add like fun music to your stories. I like that. I like that. So I come from also the search marketing world and I can just see Snapchat right now. Everybody's talking about it and it is probably going to drive them crazy because this is not going to show up in Google. You know, this is not something that is easily measured with search engines. So how do you how do you recommend even promoting Snapchat offline Snapchat? So, you know, an obvious would be to put your Snapchat handle in your, let's say, Twitter profile. But how else do you see brands doing it? And what do you think the search marketing industry is going to, how, how can they embrace this? I mean, there's some, there's some ways that you could think about doing it, right? Like you can download your Snapchat stories and you can post them on other platforms. And so we see people posting them on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. And that helps to create different records of the video. Uh, Slinger is becoming a cool app as well. And so those, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, putting your Snapchat stories on YouTube, that certainly makes them visible. Um, you could create webs, you could create like pages on your website and then you could like put those inside of your blogs and talk about your Snapchat, you know, as part of a complete campaign, you know, if you're doing a Snapchat takeover, being able to publish that stuff on your website would help to do that type of stuff. Um, but on the flip side, I would also think that, you know, in some instances, Snapchat can help drive more search as well. So people looking at content inside of a story, even, you know, they're screenshotting different elements. If you tell them to screenshot this and then they do quickly jump to their phone and, and might search for something on the, the mobile web as well. So I think that Snapchat potentially could drive more search than people realize. Yeah, good point. I mean, the unfortunate part, just like Instagram, is we don't really have that ability to put a link in, in our Snapchat 
profile yeah. like we do for you know Twitter or or Facebook. Yeah. So, okay. So any other um, tips on analytics, and are you going to be coming out with any more eBooks or reports for your? I think that we'll be coming out with some more reports and, and research for people very soon. We're definitely working on that. Um, in terms of analytics, I would tell the most important thing for people to think about, like one, you know, they can look at consumption over followers. And so I know that people always get concerned about people that are adding them. But if all these people are adding you and they're not watching your stories, what does it really matter? And so I think that you need to look at the number of people who are, you know, and it's not that difficult, right? You, you quickly open up the app, you can tap the three dots and you can jump down and you can see all of your views. Snapchat shows you that. And it can give you a quick high level of if you're creating content, who's watching that? Are a lot of people, are, they not, are there not a lot of people watching that? Um, if you do want to go more in depth, obviously there's, you know, looking at videos, there's a lot of views that, that have taken that into account. And so I do think that, I do think that there are other ways that you know some brands want to get more in depth or media companies that are making a lot of content or influencers that are doing that as well. But if you're just somebody who's starting out in Snapchat, just quickly take a look at the people who are watching it. Um, don't overpost. Try to figure out like, you know, I see good snaps between like, you know, five to 12 snaps per day and, and you can get started and then take a look and see how many people are watching that. And, and, you know, if they are, if you're, you know, if you post too much and people aren't watching as much, maybe you want to dial back and look at different ways to do that. So I think that that's, if you're just a beginner, you know, quickly looking at that first number and seeing about how many people have opened your stories is a good way to, to test if your audience is growing or not. And so basically it's quality still over quantity. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And is there um, a certain, like, do you have to do, do you have to create stories every day? Do you have to be uh, live on Snapchat every day or is it from a brand standpoint, is a couple times a week? I mean, is there any, any sweet spot in that yet? Yeah, I don't think that you need to create content every single day. I think that if you are a brand, um, you have to remember that a lot of Snapchat stories are, that are created by friends, by people's friends, are very personable and they're fun. And they're watching those a lot more. That doesn't necessarily mean that they want to watch that brands about, uh, you know, want, wants to see that, that same type of content from a brand. And so I do think that if I were a brand and the brands that we've worked with in the past, like Jolly Rancher and others, um, you know, we've looked at creating like a channel strategy, which says, hey, every Monday or every Wednesday, you might want to come to, to the Jolly Rancher Snapchat account to check this, out, this takeover and then maybe promote it the day before or, or a few days leading up to it and maybe and really make the one focus of one quality story a week. And so you can experiment with different ways. So no, I don't think that a brand needs to post every single day. Um, but I do think that, you know, maintaining some type of consistency is really what's going to help grow. And as of right now, there's really not a platform like a Hootsuite or Buffer or you know, Snapchat is native Snapchat. Right? Yep. So you I have mean, to actually create one. the content. Yep. Right. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which was what makes it awesome. Well, that's right, why. Nick, great. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that's why we do see more brands, you know, turning to influencers on Snapchat, especially, right? Because they have the ability to produce this content at a at a better some at better quality than oftentimes like a social manager inside of a company might because they're more native and they understand the platform and they have more experience. And so I think that hopefully that's what we'll see more brands do in 2016. I agree. And, you know, 
I think if you haven't actually experienced Snapchat, which I'm sure everybody that's watching this has, but for marketers that are not in college right now, you know, maybe it's slightly intimidating, but I mean, Snapchat is super easy, super fun. And I mean, it, it, it really is what, so, you know, the raw social media. Right. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much. And any other publications you can um, recommend besides your own newsletter for the students to follow and learn from? Um, Snapchatstrategy.com by my friend Ben is a pretty good resource as well. So it's a, it's a medium collection of a bunch of different articles. I have some up there. A lot of other people have stuff. So there are a lot of interesting points of view in all different ways. Some, some are good. Um, they're all interesting in their own different ways. And so I think that that's just the cool thing right now is that everybody's trying a lot of different types of stuff. So read a lot of different types of things if that's what you're really interested in. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know the class definitely appreciates it. And everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.